0: Kids these days. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Kids These Days. I'm hey Rachel. I'm Tara. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm good. You look a little, little tired after yeah. your Astros game. I
1: did. I went to the Astros game last night. Look, at I got you can't, y'all can't see this, but Rachel can. Look my,
0: look at my new mug. It's really cool. It's a retro Astros coffee mug. It is. Uh, it's like got my it. coffee in it because I'm tired. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> but yes,
1: I didn't. I just decided. You know, makeup's overrated. I'm not gonna put it on this morning. <laughs> no, it's totally overrated. It is right, <laughs> so you know it's fine. But yeah, no, it was really fun. Had the Astros game last night. They lost though. That's not good. Which is a bummer. Yeah, there were a lot of Yankees fans there because they played the Yankees. But I had to wonder: Is everybody in here that's a Yankees fan actually have they? Have
0: you even been to New York? No. You Yank- know what Yankee, is that about? I don't know. Yankees fans are like all over the country.
1: But are they? But why?
0: Uh, I, I like New York. I, I
1: really do. Like, yeah. I've been to a Yankees game in, in New York, but it was – so I feel like I can wear my Yankees hat with pride when necessary, but I'm I can't anymore now because yeah. of last season.
0: Right. I don't know. My family ha- – I mean, I'm from the mountains of Tennessee, and half of my family, they're Yankees fans.
1: That is so weird. It's like Cubs fans.
0: Yeah. What is that about? I don't
1: They're everywhere. It. Yeah. It's I just, mean, the Cubs are fine. You know, they won a World Series and stuff. Yeah.
0: I don't and know why. Yeah.
1: Anyways, whatever.
0: Whatever. And then you know what's funny? I I used to live in LA mm-hmm. and the Dodgers fans Oh, uh,
1: I can't even don't get me started. I'm but sorry. But here's the
0: thing about the Dodgers, you, they get to the stadium because LA traffic's so bad. We've
1: talked about this before. Do
0: we have we talked about it? On the the, how they show up
1: late and they leave early? Yes. It's so weird. Yeah.
0: They, they come on third. third they come inning. in the third
1: inning and leave in the seventh.
0: Yeah. What is that about? I don't know. That's that's not a true fan. No. I I, sorry, I mean I agree. Dodgers but fan,
1: yeah, we're also not a s we're also not a sports podcast.
0: Yeah. So moving on. We are <laughs> yeah, not sorry a sorry about movie. that, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, I you know, I like sports. Yeah. Maybe you do
0: too. I do too. A little and it's a fun speaking of our topic today. Yeah. Sports is a fun date night. Yeah, exactly. that Matt and I went last but night. See, I just made the connection yes, for you. We you. You had there a you date go. night.
1: We had a date so night. So tell us what we're talking about today. So actually, you segued into it so nicely. I wonder. That's just so crazy that you did that. (laughs) You didn't even know, did you? No. (laughs) Of course not. I'm just kidding. Today, we're talking about dating your spouse. Dating your spouse. Yes. And why it's important, because healthy marriages, I feel like you could probably attest to this, um, healthy marriages make healthy families.
0: That's right. I think healthy marriages, it's one of the most important parenting tools we have. Mm. You don't think about it that way. Right. But it is a parenting tool, yes, to have a healthy marriage. Absolutely, not the only reason you should have a healthy marriage, but it is really important in your parenting. Yes,
1: I agree. And so, to get us started talking about this, can you tell me what one of your favorite date stories or ideas for your marriage? What do you yeah. guys do? Okay,
0: so I'm going to do two things. I'm going to oh, do. I'm okay. going to tell you our favorite like dates now with kids. Okay, um, but then I'm going to tell you about. My favorite date we had. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Story time. Story time. Story time with Rachel. (laughs) So, um, so, well, my favorite date that we ever had, and it's so random, but it was so fun. Um, So, James surprised me and he's like, Hey, I'm going to take you somewhere fun. And he knew that I loved this. singer called David Wilcox. Uh-huh. And if you're from the Carolinas, you know who I'm talking about. He's it's not like he was known everywhere. But we were out in LA, living out in LA, and he was doing a tour of grocery stores. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so weird. Only LA, Only LA would you be
1: able to have a grocery so store concert. We
0: pull up to a grocery store and I I still didn't really know what was going on. And he goes, he goes, her dates at the grocery store and I'm like This is really bad. (laughs) But anyway, so so it was funny. So we we went in, and in the middle of the grocery store was this little stage set up, and he played. And what was really just kind of funny, too, uh, people my age don't remember Kevin Nealon from um, Saturday Night Live. And so we're sitting there. Watching him play, and he's laughing like the whole time he's playing. We're like, "What's going on?" And apparently, he was friends with Kevin Nealon, and he was behind us in the grocery store, just like what <laughs> Buy the <laughs> by the mayonnaise. Kevin Nealon standing there laughing, <laughs> laughing at Dave Wilcox, and so it was funny they because they're friends and everything. So, but that was just a fun date because it was so something fun. I totally didn't expect, and you know, it's it was, so like random. <laughs> yeah. But so, it's fun. Yeah. But now I would say our favorite dates, um, you know, because with kids, it's so hard to get a sitter and right. all that kind of stuff. So our favorite date now is just a lunch date, you know, where mm. we just like meet up at a restaurant for lunch and on my day off and that kind of thing. And that way we don't have to like, you know, get a sitter and we just get some time to talk. And mm-hmm. so we try to have a lunch date probably, you know, a couple times a month and that kind of thing. So that. That's probably our favorite date right now. That's awesome. Yeah. What
1: about you? Oh, goodness. Okay. So, well, I'll just I'll start with I don't think I can think of my favorite date. We've had so many fun ones. So, I can't, maybe, I'll, maybe it'll come to me. But my favorite thing we do now is um, we will try to find, sometimes I'll look on Groupon. Yeah. By the way, if you don't have Groupon, it's awesome. Look at Groupon. But um, we can find... Sometimes I'll she find... She wasn't paid to say that. <laughs> I was not. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately.
1: Um, I, uh, I wish. Man. No. Imagine. The the amount of products that we talk about on here, we should get some sponsors. We should. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> back to Groupon. So we can sometimes find $5 movie tickets at Studio Movie Girl. So we can both go see a movie for $10, but then we spend most of the money like that we would spend on a date... We, we, like, get their two-for-25 deal, yeah. and you can, like, get a meal and then, then an appetizer and a dessert. Dinner and, and a so movie. It's dinner and a movie, and oh. it's fun because you can eat, like, real food at a table yeah. While you're watching a movie. That is Some people funny. don't like that, but I, I really enjoy it. We have a good time.
0: I like to do that too with the kids because I'm like, oh, I don't have to make dinner and right. they're entertained and I can sit here and veg out yes. for two hours. It's
1: nice. And so we'll do that um, every once in a while. We haven't done that in a while. We like it though. And then we'll go walk around city center. We'll just kind of, like, walk around and Mm -hmm. take a walk. Oh, and that – yeah, that reminds me. When we were dating, one of our favorite things to do, because neither of us made that much money, (laughs) was we would go buy a cup of coffee at, like, Starbucks or something. Yeah. And we would walk, like, around the parking lot at, like, Bunker Hill. Like, we would just kind of, like, walk circles And like walk up and down like storefronts. Yeah, and it was just fun, and we would just talk. So that's a great
0: idea. Yeah, we
1: like it. Well, anyways, word for the week. Word for the week. What is it? All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So this one has to do with relationships, okay, or in dating. So I figured it was fitting. Yeah. But um, kids, kids these days, ha. (laughs) (laughs) They use this term. um, Okay. So before I tell you, say, have you seen the movie Pride and Prejudice? No.
0: Or read the book? No. Really? I know that's embarrassing. But oh, I know wow. the premise. Okay, you know the premise. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty and popular. And I'm pretty sure most people do.
1: Probably. Okay. Yeah. So you know the main character is Elizabeth and then there's Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And they, you know, go back and forth of being like, I don't like you and – I like you and <laughs> I love you in the end. But um, sorry if I spoiled it, but you should have read it by now. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, really? Uh, it's a classic. So, <laughs> anyways, but they, um, if you like, let's say you, that movie started or you were reading the book and you were like, hmm, Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy, I ship that. Ship. Yeah, ship. S H I P. Yeah, like a boat, like ship. But uh, it's really short for relationship. Oh, but it's good. like a, like, it's kind of like a verb. Like, oh, I ship that. Is it
0: like I'm predicting yes. they're going to be in a relationship? Yes. Like yes. if you see, you know, in middle school, a yeah. girl and like, boy oh, making eyes at yep. each other,
1: mm-hmm. you're like, I ship that. Yes. You can also say, like, oh, that, they're my favorite ship. Like, Got it. talking about, you know, I don't know, celebrity couples Why you like. Why is
0: when you say that the only thing I think of is the Titanic? <laughs> That's really sad and dark. <laughs> I don't know, like when she's like looking over
1: the boat, and, and she's like, "I'm king of," and he's like, "I'm king of the world." Yeah, yeah. That that scene. That's Sorry, what she think. I don't know. Of I just
0: can't. You say ship. Well, that's like Titanic. It's like
1: ship inception. I think because of- you know they're a ship on a ship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was so bad. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there you go. There's your word for the week. All lead. right. Ship. Okay. Ship. So we're talking about kind of dating your spouse, mm-hmm. a mar- uh, marriage. Um, just tell me a little bit more about what you're Right. About okay. That.
1: So I um, you know, when we were talking about this topic, I did a little bit of research and I found that there are surprisingly a lot of out like a lot of magazines and articles that support this idea of dating your spouse. Um, or even if you know you know, in some in some relationships, that uh, they maybe you're a single parent and you're co-parenting, but just remaining like like in connection with your co-parent, yeah. um, but how that is so healthy for kids. And so I, re- I found this one ar- article I really liked, and it's this woman talking about how um, she was spending so much time with her son and was realizing that she um, didn't really know what was going on in her husband's life mm-hmm. at all, and they were kind of disconnecting. And they found that if they prioritized their relationship, then their son thrived. He just Mm. did better. Yeah. And so, you know, and they were having some behavioral issues with him. Like he couldn't – if they told him no, he would throw tantrums and things. But they learned that if they began to set limits with him and um, they, like, took time to sit at the table and talk, you know, at meals. And they said, okay, you have to be quiet for 20 minutes and play by yourself over here while mom and dad, you know, connect. And they found that that they enjoyed that time. And then their son began to understand that that was – mom and dad's time, and he looked forward to, like, what he got to do with his personal time, like, oh, I'm going to read a book this time. So yeah. I just thought that was really interesting, and so she gives a couple points in this article that I just think are, are good. She gives a lot, but I only picked, like, a few. Yeah. And um, I just would
0: like to get your take on it, because I don't have kids yet, yeah. but I am married, so, Well, you know. one thing I'll say before you give her hints and tips is what I've seen is – this is an observation I've made. With parents who have toddlers and littles, Mm -hmm. there is like a parallel sharing of work. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work, right? You change the diaper, you feed the kid, you put the baby down. And so they share a ton of work and they're working side by side, but they lose time connecting. Mm -hmm. When you get to kids in elementary, middle school, high school, it's sharing more information. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of Are you doing this? Am I doing this? And so it's just interesting how I think for parents who have um, toddlers and preschoolers, they start to um, because you know when you're dating, you're first married, you're together all the time, you're doing stuff. And then when the kids come in the picture, it becomes about sharing work, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then the older kids, it's about sharing information. So. There's a lot of opportunities to become disconnected from each other. That's yes. my point. Where yeah. you're still in the – and it's weird because you're still in the same room, right? Right. I mean, I saw my spouse a lot in the toddler years, you know, because we're always doing things. But we were always doing things and not, connect, you know, right. connected. Right. There's a difference between being together yeah. and, you know,
1: like – Connecting, yeah. There, there's a there's a difference, is what yeah. you're saying, kind yeah. of. And and that is exact. That's exactly right. And she mentions this. Um, one of the things she says is, you know, even though it's hard, and I would like to get your opinion on like how you kind of kind of do this in in little ways and creative ways. But she did say, make time to be alone. You know, without your kids. Like you can still connect. I think with your kids. I think you have to do that at some time. Sometimes, like you got to yeah. do what you got to do when it comes to parenting. Yeah. But she says how important it was for them to find – to do their best to find like one time a month maybe or maybe – you know, they tried for weekly, but I know that that's not a reality for a lot of people. So once a month where they would have a Saturday night, date night, and they found a babysitter that their son liked. um, And he – and something I found interesting, one of my friends who's got two kids um, recently just told me – she said something that was kind of like, oh, that makes sense. She's like, you know, parents get – need some, you know, adult time, right? When Mm -hmm. when they're around kids, it's like, it's nice to be like, oh, it's so nice to be around adults. Well, kids feel the same way. It's like, I need some time to not be with adults all the time. And so, because she she was saying how it was helpful to think of it that way when she left her kid at daycare or at Mm -hmm. school, because she got to, her daughter got to play with other kiddos. Her age, and that was yeah. fun, and so, but um, so parents need alone time. But she was saying it was nice to have. It's nice to have a babysitter that your your kid likes because then they can kind of look forward to that time, yeah, with their pal, the babysitter. You right. know,
0: yeah, no, that's great, and and I think if you're in a place where you can't afford a babysitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been in that place. One thing, or maybe you have a special needs child that mm-hmm. you can't leave, right. which was our situation. Um, I love something that. Kelly and Brett Hurst talked about which I'll talk about some some of their resources later but um, one thing that I thought it was always fun they said they would do is they would go buy their kids um, McDonald's which was a treat and then put them like they'd put them in their bedroom with a movie yes. and then they would go have a nice dinner downstairs. downstairs and so while one parent was running to get McDonald's the other one was going to get nice Italian food for them that's so smart and I then, forgot that they did that and the, the kids really loved it because they got to be in mom and dad's room while they were down while the parents were downstairs and they got to eat McDonald's, got to eat McDonald's. Yeah, and, that's so that's a great idea and I thought idea. that's a great cuz then it's fun for the kids and you know they're not you know and she said they said that they would tell them unless you're someone's dying, bleeding you're <laughs> dying or bleeding <laughs> do not come downstairs right. you know and um so i think that's that's a great alternative, especially like if you have littles, Mm and you know, or something. And I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, you're still nursing or that's always kind of issue to get away. But um, anything like that, too, where you can. Right.
1: And if they are littles, maybe, you know, you compromise in the middle and you do that same thing. You put them maybe in their playroom or in their game room. And you maybe find a middle school or high school student that you trust and give them like five dollars to come hang out with your kids while you're still there. Yeah, you know, so it's like there's there's that comfortable medium. Yeah. You I could mean, do something like that, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's like dating after you have kids. It, you have to be so much more creative and yeah. proactive, definitely. But it's not impossible to do. It has, but it's all a matter of are you going to make it a priority.
1: Yep, and that leads into the next point she says, which I thought was you know that's great. Be a cheap date. You Know, think, be creative, be a cheap date. Um, there's she mentions that uh, there was a uh, Dr. Pape Cohen encourages couples to focus on togetherness by going on a two dollar date, and that's like fun because the concept of the date is like, okay, we can only spend two dollars, <laughs> so let's figure out how to do this, and it yeah. kind of becomes an adventure, yeah, and it's like in itself, which is kind of neat. So, yeah,
0: that's cool, figure I like that,
1: that out. Um, but yeah, and so. Basically, I just think it's so important to figure – I think the the biggest thing is, you know, be creative, but make it a priority. Right. You know, you can't always do the big date night. Um, a lot of couples try to make that a priority if they're able to, but it's just not always the reality. And so I think you're right. Just be creative. Make it a priority to connect. Um, do it at home in front of your kids too. You know, make make – make connecting, talking to each other, something that you're doing uninterrupted while your kids know that it's they're not allowed to interrupt you. It's kind of like you're teaching them delayed gratification. You're teaching them that you're prioritizing your marriage. And then in, you know, maybe later down the road, they're going to know in their heads, like when they're starting to think about getting married, like, oh, my marriage is my priority. Um, you're teaching them valuable lessons while you're
0: yeah, like also that's connecting. a parenting tool. You're yeah. teaching them, okay, this matters and, um, and how to communicate. And I think just with – we talked about this before with like kids and phones and mm-hmm. they're not seeing as much good interaction, you know, and they're not learning the same kind of social skills. So you've got to – demonstrate through your um, marriage, you Mm -hmm. know, how to do that. And then it's also just that, you know, if anybody studied family systems theory or that type of thing, one thing they talk about is not triangling your kids. Hmm. And otherwise, you know, the idea of putting your kid in the center of your marriage, if you think about, you know, a triangle. And where the parents are both focused on the kids rather than on their marriage, you're making a triangle relationship rather than just um, a linear one with you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, research has proven over and over that is not a healthy place for kids to be. Right. And it's I know it's so hard to not focus on the kids first, but really, like we talked about, kids actually feel safer and are more are better adjusted when parents put the marriage before the kids. Right.
1: Yeah, it's like a they see mom and dad connecting and enjoying each other. It's like a security blanket. Yeah, it's
0: their safety net. Yeah. They they're like, like, okay, that part of my life is stable. It's stable.
1: Yep, it's so safe. So I
0: can grow from there. And they are de- they develop
1: better. Like yeah. they're better developmentally and behaviorally. And so, yeah, that's you're exactly right. And you have also experienced
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. so I think it's it's just so important to to figure out how you can prioritize that above everything else and to do it not because, you know, I think sometimes you think as parents, oh, that feels selfish. But really, when you get in your mindset that it's better for your children. Then it's easier. Then it's easy. Right. You know, it's like, no, this is the best thing for our children to put our marriage first. Yeah. Yeah and, and to ha- for them to see that commitment, right. for them to see, you know, and I, I just like it because it gives us some conversation starters too. Like, you know, as we start to talk with our kids about having relationships and dating and all mm-hmm. that, and I can say to them, well, do you ever see, you know, dad talking to me in a mean way? And they're like, no. Well, then, you know, is that something you want to, when you're in a relationship, look for you know that someone's that's encouraging that someone that's supportive and that kind of thing that's kind and so it gives them a roadmap for relationships that's good yeah and that's what they need they need to be able to see because unfortunately is you know i think marriage is like parenting we we don't have classes on it Mm -hmm. and so how do your kids learn to be married they see you being married yeah you are their class yeah so that's why i think it sometimes we forget that, that you're teaching them how to be married. Yep. And they are going to take that to their marriage. Absolutely.
1: I I agree. And I just, I guess just to kind of end this idea, but just first, I know sometimes it can be hard when you're not, when you haven't been connecting for a long time. You know, Matt and I don't have kids yet, but we still have had times where we've been really busy and then we haven't made it a priority to be connecting. And when we don't do that for a long time, we realize that when we, we start kind of getting on each other's nerves and like, it's things like that. We, we argue more and we realize like, oh, we need to be connecting, but sometimes it can get hard. It can be hard to like get back into that, that connecting. And so one thing that some, I think it was Brett and Kelly that told us this, um, was helpful is just like going through the emotions that you experience and asking your spouse, well, what made, like, what made you this today? So it's like, what made you sad today? Um, Did anything make you sad today? What was it? Why? What made you happy today? Did anything? And just kind of going, that's like a basic thing. And then it's neat because you end up having these conversation points that lead to bigger conversations. And we have found that that's been helpful for us. Like when we don't really know what to talk about, we can start there and we end up, having really great conversations from that.
0: Yeah. There was this really funny episode of um Everybody Loves Raymond. Do you remember that show? Yes, I do. <laughs> they go, are you are you old enough to remember that show? Anyway, <laughs> and so the the husband and wife go out to dinner and that's exactly what happened. They are like sitting down finally for like a romantic dinner and they have nothing to talk about. And they're like talking about the chicken and stuff. <laughs> Like, oh that's the chicken is uh, dry. (laughs) But it was it's a good reminder, you know, that you need to be connecting every single day. Yes. Because you do hear these stories of well when the kids go off to college and the parents are like, Well, we have nothing in common anymore. So you can't just like let your marriage lay dormant during Mm -hmm. the child rearing years. Like you have to keep working on it because and, you know, when your kids are gone, you want to have a relationship and have somebody that you still want to have fun with and right. do things with. And so you have to nurture that. And But um, so I think it's just even taking five minutes of connection, you know, in the morning and evening, just just like looking at your spouse and saying, you know, good morning, what do you have going on today? And even connecting in the evening. If you just take like those few moments to connect, that can have a huge impact. Absolutely. Okay, so give
1: us some resources, uh, yeah. Rachel. Yeah, so,
0: well, one thing I want to just say is don't be afraid to get help. Mm. Like, if you need, if your marriage is struggling, get help. Yeah. Like, there is no shame in that. And yep. you are doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your kids. Everybody has, you know, there's not a perfect marriage, and we all have, like, ups and downs. But get help if you need to get help. And then um, some places you can do that— uh, home encouragement. We love home encouragement. Yeah, we do. Brett's been on our podcast before. Brett and Kelly Hurst. They it's a nonprofit, and um, that just encourages marriages, primarily in Houston, but they also have some stuff that's national, like Marriage to the Max is a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a, great. Yeah, it's a great podcast. So I encourage just you know um, to go and listen to that. If you go way back in the archives, James and I did a podcast on oh, there. Yeah, I've listened to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, And then they – if you're local in Houston, they have um, all over the city, there's this great event monthly called Dinner and a Marriage where you just – it's a date night. You go to a restaurant with your spouse, and there's a facilitator there. You sit by yourself with your spouse, so you don't have to talk to a lot of people if you don't want to. And um, (laughs) the facilitator just gives you some – questions on different topics and so it's like a date night but also with a purpose yes date night with a purpose um just to work on your marriage yeah and so that's a great thing um you know i would encourage just to look into that too but there are resources if you're struggling and that's but i think the the thing is if you're struggling get get help and if you're not struggling you need to still be working on your marriage yeah. all the time. It's always it's an it's an ongoing work. Right. You know,
1: always be processing for yeah. sure.
0: But your kids are gonna benefit and you're gonna benefit. You're gonna still like your spouse when your kids leave for college or oh. <laughs> well, hopes you hope. You hope. <laughs> yeah. Happy kids. Happy kids. Happy marriages. Happy parents. And the, the article you read or you talked about was um by Holly Robinson. Yes. Just gonna it's let, Holly Robinson up. And
1: here, I'll go to the cover page. Yeah, it's called Happy Parents, Happy Kids, you know, yeah. Holly Robinson. And it was in Parents Magazine.
0: Yeah. So there you go. All right, we'll see you next time on Kids These Days. See you next time. <laughs>